some of my tenants were getting upset that I was doing Airbnb. So I was like, okay, you know, you could get out of your lease if you want. You know, it's no problem at all. So, <laughs> so I could, uh, you know, put it right back on Airbnb, and that's what some of them did. And um, I, it just the same success I had for the basement as I had started having for nicer units. You know, they they would be renting for you know fourteen hundred, fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred. Uh, from a long-term tenant perspective, and I started doing two, three times rent. And I was like, whoa, this is really, really huge. Welcome to Live, Let, Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live, Let, Thrive. (laughs) <laughs> Your favorite Airbnb, um, share economy, uh, VBR, VBR, VRBO, whatever podcast in the world. Back at you. Yeah, we are back. Uh, not only are we back, we're at back for episode 67. 67. And we got a special guest coming at you all the way from Chicago, Syed Latif. Give a big round of applause for him. Woo! <laughs> Hey guys, how you guys doing? Good, all the way from the ORD, huh? Yeah, we are from the ORD. <laughs> uh, two things real quick. Sorry about your cubbies, and congratulations on your on your bears doing really good. <laughs> yeah, they are doing real good. Um, defense is stepping up right now, so that's good. Definitely shout out to John Gruden for that. <laughs> yeah, he paid well, enough for him. <laughs> so, man, let's hop right to it, man. So... Uh, me and Syed, actually, he actually, I actually met him at an Airbnb meetup here in Arlington. He actually came to one. Oh, all uh, the way from Chicago. Yeah, yeah, all the way from Chicago. He was actually in town, I think, looking. Were you looking to get units in Dallas? or? Yeah, you know, potentially I wanted to see what other opportunities there were outside of Chicago. You know, um, I am growing in Chicago, but looking to grow in other cities as well. So um, my wife was on a business trip for, for work. She works at like a fortune 500 company. And I was like, Hey, I'll tag along and see what Airbnb opportunities there are over there. Like understand the neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a cool experience. I got to see some, some neighborhoods meet with like some good people, you know, yeah. got to meet with you. So, so it was good. Definitely. So how many, how many units do you have in Chicago? So right now I have 49 units and growing. Man, are you now? Are you managing, arbitraging, renting, owning? What are you doing? So I do all of the above. Um, my primary business is lease arbitrage. Okay. Um, I started the business. I started the business doing property management. Uh-huh. But um, I transitioned into lease arbitrage because I like that business model significantly better. Wow, man! You up to forty nine? How long have you been doing it? So I started Airbnb in February of 2017, and it was in one of the buildings that I owned. Mm-hmm. It was one of like the basement units. I, um, you know, it had low ceiling heights. It's not not like a legal conforming unit. So I was like, hey, you know, let's see what it would be on Airbnb. Um, I listened to like a podcast on um, Bigger Pockets, and um, some one guy was killing it on Airbnb. So I was like, hey, you know, let me. Let me try it out, see how it goes. You know, I'd probably make like maybe eight hundred dollars per per month rent on this like basement unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I put it on Airbnb in February and which is like the slow season and you know, I, I barely made my monthly rent. I'm like I'm like, okay, you know, not not bad, you know, it is a slow slow month, let's see how it picks up. 
then the next month in March, it doubled from what I would make from rent. And then April, May, June, it started tripling from what I would make from long-term rent. And I was like, whoa, you know, there's great opportunity here. Wow, man. That is crazy. I started in February 2017 too, man. 49 units. That's crazy. <laughs> so, how, so like you jumped to 49 units. So from that February of 2017 and you're all the way, what, a year and what, six, seven months out? How, how did you get those 49 units so quickly? Yeah, so so after after I saw the value in Airbnb, I was still working corporate, and um, I had a building that's, you know, five units. So I was like, hey, I should make all my units Airbnb if I'm getting such large premium on it. Mm-hmm. And so I started adding units on within, like, a few months of having Airbnb. Some of my tenants were getting upset that I was doing Airbnb. So I was like, okay, you know, you could get out of your lease if you want. You know, there's no problem at all. So... <laughs> So I could, uh, you know, put it right back on Airbnb, and that's what some of them did. And um, I, it just the same success I had for the basement as I had started having for nicer units. You know, they they would be renting for you know fourteen hundred, fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred uh, from a long term tenant perspective, and I started doing two, three times rent. And I was like, whoa, this is really, really huge. And then my sister owned a building at the same time in maybe a nicer neighborhood. I was like, you have to get on this as well. And she started um, making her units into Airbnb. And then from there, I was like, you know, there's a great opportunity. I have the systems in place. Like, I have cleaning ladies. I have um, the, I know how to, like, check people in, check people out, and handyman, things like that. Maybe I should start up my own little business. And at that time, there was, like, only one, like, player in the market that was doing Airbnb property management in Chicago. So I was like, you know, I, I want to eat into some of his market share. So that's when I started my company in September of like 2017, and I started um, onboarding new clients, um, which was great because um, I somehow, some way, got to number one on Google through my SEO. So I started getting a lot of leads, and and because of that, I started onboarding a lot of clients, and I quickly grew um, in like three, four months, maybe 10, 15 units. And um, it sounded good at that time, but I partnered up with the wrong people. Mm. And and there were some, you know, needy clients or very difficult to work with clients that um, I didn't want to continue business, doing business with them. So I took a huge spike to grow my units. Then I took a, like, quick, a quick dip as well to um, get rid of units. Mm-hmm. And I started realizing slowly, uh, you know, the property management model is not something that I like as much because at the same time I was doing the lease arbitrage model where I, you know, just rent the unit and I have no boss or anybody that I report to about it. Nobody telling me how to do things, when to do it. And nobody down my back about, you know, why did the picture frame get moved from one place to another, you know? Hmm. Um, so, so, Basically, what what I what I'm saying is, the, in the lease lease model is how I grew so fast. You know, I started off with this one investor in Chicago. He has maybe like 1,500 units in in pretty nice neighborhoods in Chicago. You know, it's it's like B minus neighborhoods in wow. Chicago, and um, he's a big time investor, so he has a lot of volume of empty places. So I came to him and I said, Hey, you know, allow me to rent two units. And I will pay the rent, allow me to run my business. 
he he was already doing Airbnb for himself, so he's like, okay, you know, go ahead. So, um, in and towards the end of the year of 2017, is I added two units, and then two months later, I was hitting the rent. So I was like, hey, let's grow some more. I went up to him again, and he's like, well, you know, um, I don't want to grow so many units and have so many leases connected with you. I said, well, how can we come up with the way to make it work. I said, maybe we could do a share, sharing model, you know, 50% of revenues. And he said, all right, fine, let's do that. So that's when I went from, you know, two units with them to six units with them. And then a couple of months later, I was like, hey, you know, let's do some more. And I just kept on working with the same guy. Um, eventually now um, I said, hey, let's do 10 more. Hey, let's do 12 more, you know, and eventually getting to 35 units with him. And I'm looking to grow more and more with, with him too as well. Wow, man! Just one connection got you all the way that high. That is, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so yeah. So basically, maybe like eighty percent of my units is with one investor, you know. And um, I start, yeah, I I'm started looking to to similar type people as him. You know, I started reaching out to other big time investors who know him, who could call him and speak to him to show how I am doing my business and how I'm hitting my rents. You know, I, I'm committed to my current investor half a million dollars a year in rents. Mm-hmm. So I, I reach, started reaching out to others, letting them know, hey, you know, I'm looking to take on five to ten units. You know, what can you do for me? Yeah. Wow, man. So with you managing 49 units, because, you know, we in the Airbnb professional host group, a lot of people think it's impossible. <laughs> what What systems are you using to uh, manage those? So I use a lot of software that helps me with my Airbnbs. Um, I use a property management software called VREasy. It helps me sync all the calendars from all the different platforms I'm on. Um, I'm on Airbnb, VRBO, and Booking.com. I'm looking to uh, make my own website to avoid like city taxes from Chicago and you know Airbnb fees. They're around like you know city taxes in Chicago are like 24 percent. Goodness. Yeah. So I'm looking to, you know, get around that kind of. So VREasy has been a good way for me to, um, you know, get that going. Also, uh, an important thing that I have is a pricing software. Uh, I use Price Labs and it syncs with VREasy. And it has has, um, great, like, uh, rule sets that you could include. It has great data and algorithms to know, like, what's going on in the market at the time. It knows when there is, you know, events going on in the neighborhood, when weekends are prime weekends, or if there's low demand during the week, it, you know, increases or decreases the price. It also has last-minute discounts as you get closer to the date. It has orphan days discount. And one thing I really like is above and beyond 20 days, I have a rule set that I only want minimum four-day bookings. So if that allows my calendar to get booked up with big chunks versus a random, you know, one or two-day booking out in the future, like two months from now, um, it's something that, you know, all Airbnb hosts don't, do not want. Wait, hold on. That, that, that sounds like a really good strategy. You said so if it's more than 20 days out, you have a minimum of four nights? Yes, correct. So... Uh, um, yeah, just exactly what, how you said it. That's it, it's very helpful for my calendar to get like these big chunks um, booked up versus like small little bookings because yeah, you don't want that out in the future. 
That is smart, man. I'm definitely going home to my beyond pricing <laughs> pricing tools and setting that up. That's pure genius. Yeah. Now we're, we're we're diving deep into the PhD of the Airbnb world in, in this episode. So everybody, pay attention, and you might want to listen to this one a few times. Real, real yeah, quick. Um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yep. Go ahead. Um, and just the last software I use is Smart BNB. Um, VR Easy has automated messages for booking.com and VRBO, but they are through like email and text. I wanted something through the actual eight, like Airbnb app. And so Smart BNB, you know, sends those messages before checkout, before check in, after checkout, you know, uh, it checks on, on them during the stay and it automatically reviews people. And, you know, this allows people to, you know, have the same consistent type communication. So that's like my software stack. You know, that's what I um, use day in and day out. Those are the things that help me grow my business. Man. And, uh, oh, go ahead. oh, sorry. How much does that software, what kind of percentage does that software stack take away from your business? Um, so it doesn't do it by a percentage basis. It does it all, all the softwares that I have is per listing. I would never do anything that's a percentage of my revenue because in the Chicago market, I would say your revenues are pretty high and the amount of money they would take if it's even 1% or half a percent is significantly more than what I pay for these softwares. So at a high level, like I don't know exact cost, but it's about you know $10 per listing per month for each and one of these softwares that I'm using. Oh, that's, that's cheap. Yeah, yeah it's not bad at all, right? Yeah. Um, also, uh, going back real quick to the um, 24% city tax at uh, Chicago. Um, right. Now, now I automatically, because I was going to ask you before this, you know, are you afraid of Chicago um, going to eventually ban Airbnb like a lot of the big cities? But then I thought, damn, they're getting 24% of every single Airbnb. So that might be a, uh, that might um, prevent them from actually <laughs> wanting to ban Airbnb. Right. That's probably what is allowing people to do Airbnb because the city does take that type of tax from the hotels. So to make it a fair playing field and to make some money, the city is also going to be taxing Airbnbs. But that doesn't mean the city of Chicago doesn't regulate Airbnbs, which is which is fine for me. Um, so like a high level of the rule is for every two to four unit building, you could have one Airbnb in it. Um, so basically it's 25% of your building can be Airbnb. And if you have a building that's like 100 units, um, you could cap it at like six units max. So now, it, it do allow you to do Airbnb, but they do regulate it, the amount of Airbnbs you could have. Now how, how do they enforce, enforce that? They enforce it by every time you create a listing on Airbnb, you have to register with the city of Chicago. And they look, they look up like your address, see if like your zone, your zone in the right area, and how many other Airbnbs there are, and then they provide a registration, and that registration comes on your on your Airbnb site. If they deny it, then they'll give you seven days to appeal it, and if you don't appeal it, they will remove your listing off Airbnb. Damn, they got yeah. some power. Yeah, in New Orleans. That's what New Orleans does. Oh, Whenever you okay. have a strong, I've been noticing with cities with strong hotel presence. Yeah, they can easily enforce the Airbnb rules and regulations. And you're saying that like smaller cities or cities like Arlington, for example, would have a hard time enforcing it. I I, I could see them having a hard time enforcing it. 
Um, I just don't think Arlington's going to put the money behind it to enforce it. City like Chicago, man, their their hotels stacked up down there. <laughs> so yeah, man, that's right. crazy. All right. And- yeah. Well, I, I've heard I've heard two sides of it too, where um, there's not enough people that the city like there's not enough resources that the city budgeted for to be able to manage all like 7,000 Airbnbs in Chicago. So from my understanding, like it takes maybe some people like six months to get the registration from like the city of Chicago and you're allowed to Airbnb throughout that time. And then like the whole appeal process takes weeks and months. So, you know, the city is pretty backed up. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they got to solve all those murders, right? <laughs> I would say that's fake news. <laughs> you, you know what? Fake news. You know what though? Because I was actually I called him when I went to Chicago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the first thing I asked him, "Hey, what can I stay in one of your units?" I think he was fully booked. But that was one of the things I kept talking to the locals about all the crime, and they're like, "Yeah, man, that's just on the news, man." I was like, "Really?" And most <laughs> people said that too. They're like, "It's not that bad up here." No, definitely not. Uh, you're, yeah, you're in you're in high end areas in a lot of areas in, sh- in the north side of Chicago. You know, you're talking about there's five million dollar homes, ten million dollar homes. So you can imagine that there are good neighborhoods in Chicago. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So you're not in the, you're not in the hood or nothing. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. no yeah, I'm not. I was out in the uh, yeah, because I was out like um, Navy Pier downtown and all that. Yeah, and it was it was pretty cool. I, I like Chicago. It was really cool. I went on one of the little boat tours. So. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It is a good time. Yeah, I um, I still, I mean, I've flown through Chicago before, mm-hmm. and the middle, it was kind of, it was, well, it's winter most of the year there, right? <laughs> Not most. <laughs> Let's say 70% yeah. of the year is winter. Yeah. <laughs> or it's cold. It was cold when I went. And um, so I didn't, I didn't really get to, I mean, I, I flew through, I had a layover, I stayed at a friend's, you know, just for a few hours and went back, hopped on a plane back. But uh, I've been wanting to visit. I've been. Um, I, re- I really want to. I really want to put the bed to bed the debate. You know who has the better pizza, New York or Chicago? Because I've had New York pizza. And it's pretty <laughs> awesome. I don't know about that. I think Chicago pizza is much better. Hey, G- Giordano's, man, you can't beat that. Or is that the tourist trap? Is that the is that the real deal? Or is it the tourist trap? It, it was a real deal. When it's we the went. real deal. Yeah, oh. me and my wife. She had a thick pizza, man. Yeah, it was a real deal. So you ate like one slice and it was like a little round <laughs> thing and then we ate that. I was like, dang, they got some good pizza. I haven't had New York pizza though, so I can't Oh, it's the bomb. Okay. <laughs> so, um what was I gonna ask? Um so uh, with me, you know, it's and I was gonna tell Micah this before I talk to you, because you said you deal with booking dot com. And I've had I've, I guess it's it's a it's a to me it's it's not as a friendly uh, platform as Airbnb or even VRBO, and so right. and and the way and I think it's getting a little bit better, especially with the payments. They're pretty much oh, you're on your own with that. Collect your own payment, you know. <laughs> At first, right. and now, um, and I, and I figured that would be like a for, for how many you're doing that would be like a huge headache trying to go after people trying to get the get your money, you know. But but now right. they they're doing it kind of like Airbnb, right? You can charge your guests, you know, a few days before and get paid, right? I. Good question to ask. Yeah, so I do agree that Booking.com and HomeAway is not as good as Airbnb. Mm-hmm. But I have a property management software that the mothership 
of what I go to is a property management software. I have never logged into booking.com since the first time I created an account or HomeAway. You know, I respond to all guest communication from my property management software. It automatically, you know, charges their credit card through Stripe um, and it, and accepts like the credit card payment. So I'm not ever putting in some type of like, you know, credit card number and charging somebody. Um, but I, I've had the downfalls of it is I've had people that have done fraudulent credit cards and, you know, a month later I have had chargebacks where I lost all the money in it. Mm. You know, I don't even waste my time fighting it because um, it's just a learning learning mistake that I, I had to do, you know. And then now going forward is I, I don't accept, like, locals, like, around the area that do one-day bookings nearby from Booking.com, you know. Or even Airbnb or anybody, you know, because they're just going to come to, you know, not do good things in your unit. And and that has allowed me to, you know, have better guests and allow me to accept Booking.com and be happy with it. But even with that, I do charge a premium on Booking.com just to deal with the extra headache that I have. And the property management software allows me to, you know, an Airbnb, if it's charging $100 per night, and Booking.com, it'll charge 125 per night, you know, 25% premium or any percentage that I want to put on it to deal with the headaches and issues. And sometimes I get some crazy bookings for, you know, a week long that is significantly more than I would ever get in Airbnb. And it's worth it, you know, for having, you know, Booking.com as part of your business as well. Now, you said you use software that you've never logged into Booking.com or VRBO. Now, that's one thing I'm looking to get into. Is that the VREasy that allows you to do that? Yes, correct. So and, my okay. goal is eventually get on every single website ever, you know, just market it everywhere. You know, as long as the only place I log into is VREasy.com, I don't care what website I'm on. Okay. So now with VREasy, and it's pretty much putting all these is the integration process long with homeway and vrbo or is it pretty quick um i would say it is long it was i didn't believe in the product for until like you know two three months in um i had a lot of issues um during the onboarding process but i'm glad i stuck to it because now it's like the best thing ever you know mm -hmm. um maybe maybe they were much younger when i started you know with with them well, I didn't start with them too long ago, but maybe they've gotten better since then. Yeah. Um, I did I did have a couple of my people on my team help me with the process, so I wasn't totally involved with it um, on a daily basis, but it was a long process to get everything up and going, but in the end, it was all worth it. Wow. And and you mentioned um, um, Stripe, because... Because um, Booking.com, you know, like I said before, I, you know, I would take payments, whatever, and I even uh, signed up for Square so I could take people's payments. And when I, when I took the first payment with Square, I was like, damn, they take a bite. And um, so so your um, V-Res, it charges, it uses Stripe to charge these people. It, it can't just charge them through the Booking.com format? So... I don't exactly know what the customer, how the customer does it. I've never been on the customer side of it. Oh, okay. Um, at the at the end of the day, I just know the money's coming in my account, you know, and um, Stripe is charging them, and Stripe is like a real like good platform too, you know. I I'm always looking at Stripe as well, downloading my data to see how much money is coming in, 
And it's nice that it's all inclusive of one. It combines like my VRBO and booking.com into one by listing, you know, so it's not like on a monthly basis, I have to keep on logging into these websites and finding out like by listing how much money I'm making and downloading the data and like putting it into tables and stuff. Um, Stripe does it all for me and has like nice exports to be able to analyze, see how much money I'm making, how much money I have to give to some of my clients, things like that. That makes a lot of sense because I mean, because it, I mean, if it's working, it's kicking butt. The money's going in there. I mean, yeah, just keep rolling with it. Because I was thinking right away when 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 you said that, um, I'd be you know I'd be I'm worrying about that stripe hit, and I'm like, but that's that's like the saying what penny penny um, penny smart dollar foolish or something like that. I don't know what that saying <laughs> is, but you know what I'm saying where <laughs> yeah. you're worrying about right. the pennies, but but the dollars is what you need to worry about. You know, the big the big bucks. Mm-hmm. And so exactly. you got, yeah, you got to roll in it, and then it would be like such a headache trying to chase down every penny. Right, definitely. Yeah, and I'm okay with definitely paying for the service of Stripe, you know, um, paying for the credit card transaction fee. I don't know what it is, like 3%. At the end of the day, I'm worried about the money that comes in into my account. And if it's still much more than I'm getting in other places, then it's definitely worth it. Cool, cool. Man, you, you, you've you made me possibly hop back on the booking.com train. Uh, yeah, man. So if VR Easy can do all that, I may be hopping back on. The I'm v- back on it. I'm back on the Booking.com train. Really? Because I mean, you know, I kind of like blocked every single. You know, I, I had a few questionable mm-hmm. experiences. I blocked. I told them block all the listings. Blah blah. blah. And but I'm gonna. I, was, I told you I was gonna play it out because I still had like three more people coming. Uh-huh. And with the changes, you know, it's been more smooth, and you could charge them a few days out. And the money goes through. If it don't go through, I hit them up, and they and they go change whatever card they you know they, they have, some people might book it like months ago mm-hmm. on a, on a on a different card. Is it? Oh, okay. I just update my card. Boom, it goes through. It's been smooth, and I'm like, man, I'm get I'm getting back on this Booking.com thing. Okay, I think I might play with it too. You, uh, you got to pay your bill first, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They sent me a bill. I still ain't paid it. So <laughs> no, but I've never had someone stay through Booking.com. That's why I haven't paid it. Okay. But the um you and VR easy. So how do you communicate to these guests in VR easy through booking to booking dot com as well, right? Yeah. So there there is a function in VR easy where, like, basically you click on the calendar and you click on the guest and you know it's from booking dot com because it has like a little blue um, B logo next to the guest name, mm-hmm. and straight from like the VR easy platform is where you communicate with the guests. And you could reply to them, and their messages come in, and they get saved on like the dashboard as well. So um, the the good thing about it is it's not that much communication that I'm doing. It's basically the same the same exact information. Like, thank you for booking my place. I'll keep in touch with you three days before your stay um, for the check-in instructions. And then it automatically will send that message, and will send the check-in instructions three days before their stay. And then it, it'll send them the checkout instructions. You know, those are like the most important instructions um, and messages that I give to the guest. And it's all automated, so it's not a lot of me um, sending them messages. And if and and your issue of payments getting declined or not working, it'll send them an automated message saying like, "Hey, you know, your payment has not been accepted. You need to re-enter it." So I've never been. Or I have uh, once in a while where I have to call the guest and be like, hey, what's going on? Are you going to put in your payments? But very easy does it all for you. That's sweet. Oh, yeah, man. Guesty might get fired. And you, <laughs> you're putting on yeah, good. I'm, I'm, I'm really against um, Guesty, especially when you have so many units. 
and um, the amount that they're charging. And, you know, in my opinion, you don't get, like, the personal touch of, like, a VA of having him do everything that you want them to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I have hired a handful of VAs to help me with my business, and I think think the cost is similar to what I'm paying as what people are paying for Guesty, but I am making them do a lot of other tasks that I think that you are not having people on Guesty do. Um, yeah, I'm definitely VR Easy's definitely calling my name. I'm yeah, I've never heard call. of that one. Where, where did you Where did you find VR Easy? So, um, again, on my on the forums that I'm on on Bigger Pockets, is a lot of people are always talking about what property management software people are using, and I just ask people, hey, which one are you using? Do you recommend them? Yes or no? And this is one of the people that um, said, hey, okay, I'm using VR Easy. And he had a handful of units. So like, okay, you know, I'll give it. The, I'll give him a demo. Get get a demo from them. And we had their demo, and I started doing demos for all the other property management softwares out there too, and getting the prices and stuff. And VRZ was the cheapest. So I was like, hey, you know, let's try it with them and see how it goes. And so far, so good. Dude, happy with 10 the product. Bucks, Ten bucks a month per listing, right? Yeah, correct. That's cheap, that dude. Bad. My time is worth more than ten bucks a month. Definitely, <laughs> that is true. That is awesome, man. Um, so you, how old are you? First of all, you know, I, I forget how old I am sometimes. <laughs> After you get to a certain age, you 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 have to ask your wife like how old you are. <laughs> um, I I think I'm thirty years old, thirty one years old, somewhere around there. Okay. He's too busy making money to worry about age. Right? <laughs> there you go. Well, my hair is fall- falling out, so that's something I got to work on. Oh, just shave it. It's all good. Um, <laughs> so you've all, I mean, you're young, you're kicking butt at this. You've, you've always been like entrepreneur. You've done other businesses and stuff before this. No, I was corporate. Um, but like, you know, my, my family, my father, he, he's all into different type of businesses and real estate and, um, other manufacturing businesses that he did. And I guess like a lot has to do with in my culture, you know, in the Indian Pakistani culture, a lot of people are, you know, entrepreneurs. So I have like a group of friends that are always talking about doing like investments and things like that. And I always had an interest in it. So when I actually started making money, I was like, whoa, this is like significantly better than my corporate job. You know, I did like my corporate job before, but I started losing interest in my corporate job after I started making money for myself. And so that, you know, made me quit my job. You know, I was making good money at, I was also working at like a Fortune 500 company as a manager in finance. So let me ask a, a stereotypical, stereotypical question. Did you do a spelling bees when you were young? <laughs> no, never. I, I was bad at reading, bad at spelling. <laughs> That's rare. That's rare, man. Yeah. Decent at math. Y'all own the market in the spelling bees, um, and also and also um, the Indian Indian Pakistani background. I, it just made me think right away. Uh, this this cool app that I'm using now to pass some time, which you know I probably should stop using it so much, but it's called Robinhood. the The stock app mm-hmm. you heard you heard of that? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Well, it's it's like yeah. a, sto- a stock you know, stock trading app where it's it's like no no commissions, no fees, no nothing. It's it's like too good to be true. But but these guys, it's like young um, Pac- uh, Indian uh, from you know their parents are from from India. They were born here. They they just met in college, started thinking of these ideas, and came up with it. And now it's like it's going to be this. They're going to be billionaires from it. It's pretty sweet. 
very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I'll send you a link. So my question, awesome. yeah, because you said your dad was into real estate. How is the Chicago real estate market? Like, would you suggest buying, uh, arbitraging, waiting until the market goes down? How, how is the Chicago real estate market? So the Chicago market, um, obviously, it's a very big market. Um, there is tons of different strategies that everyone does. You know, there's people that do, like, the low the low price point strategies where they're buying, you know, big buildings in, like, the south side of Chicago that are not um, that good of neighborhoods, you know. And on paper, they make, like, huge returns on your investment. I am not into that. You know, I'm more interested on the north side of Chicago. Um, they are at a higher price point, lower lower cap rate. But there's even a cap rate that I can't even um, get into. Like, there are neighborhoods in Chicago that I can't buy a building because it's too expensive, you know. Um, so I have I have a balance, you know. I'm in, like, B-minus type neighborhoods. And B-minus type neighborhoods, like, to buy a three- to four-unit building, you're talking about, you know, five fifty, six hundred thousand $600,000. And a cap rate of, you know, a good cap rate is, like, 6 or 6.5%. And then, again, there's, like, cap rates at, like, 5%, 4%, 3%, you know, all over good air neighborhoods in Chicago. So I do think prices are pretty high right now. Um, so, I mean, it's up to the person buying if they feel comfortable. You know, I always buy assuming, like, long-term rents just in case, like, Airbnb doesn't work out, the city comes down on it, you know, you have something to fall back on. Smart. Um, and, you know, as, like I'm always looking into the market to buy buildings. So it's just prices are so high right now. Nothing makes sense for me. So we'll see how it goes. With you on that, man. Now, have you um, thought about taking on investors to get to, to pick up prop- more properties? So I, I would want that, you know, definitely at some point soon. Um, I just paid off my like last two loans that I had. I, I, I had a small dollar amount that I had to pay out. So now I have, you know, 49 units with no loans and no partners. So, you know, potentially I'm thinking about, you know, maybe raising some money to, you know, grow in maybe another city or, or something like that. You know, there's a big seasonality in Chicago from, you know, the prime times in March through October. You know, there's a slow time during like November, December, January, February. And I heard there's markets out there that are, you know, inverse to that, completely opposite. So, like, the, the prime time is from October to, you know, April. And that's something that I'm interested in, you know, diversify a little bit in different cities. Yeah, come to Dallas. We're yeah. waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's our prime time, October to, like, March, April. Yeah. <clears throat> right. right. And um, another question just came to my head. What about, like... Um, kind of like a turnkey you'll set up because you know, it seems like you got it you got your game down but do like a turnkey type business where you set someone up with their own chicago airbnb and stuff and and you ever thought of something like that uh, i never thought of that you know i don't know how much i could charge for something like that it has to be worth my time um it's it's difficult even for me to find units to allow me to lease you know it's not as easy as um it happened for me because I just got lucky with one good investor. You know, I got one guy to give me those units. So I need to find other people just like him. And so it's not super easy for me to get get into different leases. 
Um, obviously, I have a, now that I have a track record, I am, I'm able to say like, hey, you know, I have 49 units, you know, allow me to rent five or 10 and me not look stupid in a room. So, so we'll see. It's, it's challenging. So I don't know if I could do that for other people because, you know, I want to grow myself. And um, one, one, one thing that has allowed me to grow like pretty fast is when I talked to the um, investor that gave me 30, his 35 units is I asked for, you know, six to eight weeks free of rent. Oh, um, mm-hmm. Perfect. Because, because my startup costs are, you know, like $7,000 per unit. And within those six to eight weeks, I would recoup that startup cost. Um, usually like payback period, if you have to pay the lease right away and the startup cost is like, you know, two years. But um, there's no way I could grow to 35 units without having some type of free rent to allow me to recoup my startup costs to, you know, continuously do that over and over again. That's what allowed me to not take out too many loans or, you know, um, not wait two years to start making money. I'm making money today. Man, and what gave you that idea? That sounds like a brilliant idea, asking for six weeks free. I, I had to work to it. You know, I, I, when I started, I didn't get anything free. You know, I had to pay, um, you know, security deposit and first month's rent. And then after you go from two to four, you could start discussing like, hey, um, how about, you know, two weeks free? And then when I went from four to 15, I was like, hey, I need one month free. And then when we're going to the slow season and I'm like, hey, let me take on like 15 more or whatever. I'm like, hey, I need two months free for all these. Ooh. And uh, he obviously it's a negotiation. He says, no, I say I have to, you know, we go back and forth. But eventually he agrees, you know. And it works. It works out good for him. It works out good for me. He has so much quantity in the market. He he charged premium on his rent, and um, I'm paying that premium. You know, I'd rather pay premium but get two months free than you know pay a little less and have to pay right away. And what um what percentage premium do you pay? So he, he I I don't know if it's premium or not. It's it's what he's he's advertising online to other other people in the market so there are tenants that are paying it as well so you can consider it market value or a little higher than market value but maybe plus or minus five to ten percent you know oh okay that's not that's not bad at all yeah it's not bad i i don't know exactly what the market rate would be it's just this is what he's advertising this is his target rent that he wants and other people are paying for it that's why he has people like occupying his place but if it was up to me finding a place to rent, I would not rent rent his places at his price point. So, so it was for me to live. I, I know you were talking about how Chicago has a lot of limits. So when you said you're trying to grow your business, have you thought about approaching just apartment complexes and just getting a corporate lease and getting like five units from them? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking to do. Um, that's exactly what I did with um, this investor. You know, he has like 20-something buildings all over Chicago. So in every building, I, I try to go get at least six of them because mm-hmm. um, that's what we need to cap out at. So, yeah, I would love to get building owners who own huge complexes in like good neighborhoods in Chicago mm-hmm. to allow me to, you know, take up, you know, five units at a time. But again, getting that you know break in rents for the first month or two to allow me to recoup my startup costs. Hmm. Hey, if you want to come down to Dallas and grab a few, I, I'll tell you where to go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I did. I did like neighborhoods in Dallas. You know, I want to stick to 
a high-end product. So I saw a, a neighborhood. I think it was called Uptown. It's right next to downtown. Mm-hmm. It was it was an awesome neighborhood. You know, nice cars, nice restaurants. Um, I want to focus on high-end Airbnbs and high-end neighborhoods. Yeah, I got a few units in Uptown. It's a good area. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. If you get maybe, uptown, maybe we should talk some more. Yeah, maybe we should talk some more. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, man. I got a few places over in Uptown, Deep Ellum. Actually, I'm about to get one. I'm actually consulting a client that's opening one in Deep Ellum. So, yeah, that's a few places like Deep Ellum, Uptown, Oaklawn. Yep. That's a good one. Yeah. Yep, yep. Those Deep are like the three neighborhoods that I wanted to focus on. Deep Ellum's pretty good. If you can get one over in Deep Ellum, it's pretty good, too. So, yeah, man, definitely. We'll have to talk, man. I, uh, you may have to put me onto some things in the Chi-Town market, too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We could do that. And, th- and now in the in the buildings over in Chicago that you say that you, you want, um, what is, how, many, how much percentage of the building? You can do 25% of the building, is it? 20, 25% of the building um, capping at six units. Okay, cool. And so... And so they have um, long-term uh, renters there too. Is there any other? Is there ever any issues with the long-termers and the Airbnbers? You know, any conflicts? Yeah, definitely. There's always issues. Um, even my own building, there was issues. In in my in the buildings that I'm in, that I'm leasing, and um, like the lease arbitrage, I have problems with. The long-term tenants saying like, "Hey, you know, who are these people? Um, I didn't rent this place to be in a hotel." Oh, uh, so so that's something that the the owner of all the buildings have come to me and asked me, "How do I approach them about this?" And you know, I put together a handful of things saying that, um, you know, he he did hire a corporate housing company. They are insured and they have a lot of experience. They have a lot of units all over Chicago. They do background checks on all the guests, you know, sex offenders list, like terrorists, terrorist list. They screen all guests to ask them why they're coming, um, who's coming, and they only allow a certain minimum amount of days, days. They have, they price it at the high point so you don't get bad people. So all these different things you tell, the, like, the, the tenants and see if they're okay with it. A lot of times they just got to live with it, you know, if they want, if they're not happy, they could move. And once, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, buy a home if you're not happy. Basically, hmm. you can't control what the investor does. It's real but, talk. Uh, yeah, but in in time, I think it'll be the norm in all buildings, and any building you go to will have Airbnb in it. Hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Because you know, I was actually at one of my units downtown the other day. And um, this guy had lost his key, and I, I I didn't have mine in my pocket at the time that I found it. And my mahogany's my, my like, go 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 talk to him and let him in and see if he's here with as an Airbnb guest, right? I'm like, it's a good idea because I just kind of want to get a figure of how many people are just doing Airbnb. And there was a group of them, and I was like, hey, I found my key, and I opened the door. I was like, hey, man, are you in an Airbnb too? He's like, oh, yeah, man, I'm in an Airbnb. I'm like, wow, man, this whole apartment complex is Airbnbs. <laughs> Right. So yeah, I mean it's it's really growing. A lot of people are you know hopping on that Airbnb train and man taking over. And, and real okay. quick, um, the like okay the twenty five percent of the building kept it out of six units. Now, 
now is there i don't know if this is a a good question or not but is there like a certain like places in the building you put the airbnbs or you try to put them like try to get them up top a nice balcony i don't know is there like is there strategies yeah you know i brought that up to the owner the investor that i'm working with like hey give me a floor and i will just put airbnbs on that floor so i'm not bugging other other tenants and he, he he didn't yeah he didn't give me a response to that at all Oh. But yeah, that, that makes that makes sense to me. Like, have it in a certain area where they're not interfering with other people. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. If you can get a floor, oh man, you could kill it. Yeah, definitely. And oh, okay, so let's say you did you you looking at other cities now. You've got your you, you you're confident you have your like business model so tight that you can manage anywhere from afar, anywhere in the country, or perhaps anywhere in the world. Yeah, I think so. You know, you have to have boots on the ground, obviously. We could, we could give um, the example of my units over here. After I initially set them up, um, I don't step back into the units too often. Obviously, there's, there's rare occasions where I have to. Um, but there are units that I've had for more than a year that I have never stepped into after making it initially because I have, you know, good, good cleaning staff. Um, I have... You know, people that have boots on the ground. I'm trying to set up a system in place to have a supervisor um, and cleaning lady, you know, to, like, review, like, the cleaning lady's work, to drop off, like, missing items and stuff. So I think I can do it, definitely. There's no, there's, I have I have these 49 units, and I'm not stepping into any of these units right now. Wow. See, so, yeah, that's what I, I was trying to get at, get to a point where you're not stepping in them. Because I'm finally to that yeah. point. And a lot of that actually came from the advice you gave me at that meetup. When I asked, how do you exchange keys if I can't change the lock? And you told me about Key Cafe. Man, that was a lifesaver because <laughs> I pretty much own almost all the boxes at the Key Cafe here. <laughs> so, like, I didn't know Very anything nice. about it, man, until you told me. And, like, uh, yeah, no one uses it here. So, I, like, uh, own, I own a few of the boxes up there. So, Very nice. Um, for, me, for me, the keys... Keys are a death of me. You know, a lot of people lose keys, like hotels, like you would imagine, like a lot of people lose like the card. Mm-hmm. So keys are the worst thing ever. Um, I have backups to backups to backups, and even that gets like lost. Mm. And just keeping track of all the keys, and especially with like getting into like these other owner buildings, is I have to deal with their key process. In my own buildings that me and my mm-hmm. partner have, my sister, we have key pads where we have never issues of somebody losing a key because they don't have a key. They just put in the key code and they come into the unit. So I wish I could have that for all my units, but um, for the time's sake, like uh, for the time being right now, we have to use lockboxes, key cafes, things like that. So I'm glad I gave some good advice to you. Definitely, <laughs> man. I, uh, I actually I put a little fine, well, not in fine print, in big bold letters capital letters if you lose the key it's a hundred dollar fine so i haven't i haven't had too many people lose keys i've had people take them i've had people take (laughs) them and have to bring them back and that's it so far yeah but man anything else steve (laughs) yeah we got you got we want to know uh (laughs) you I hear you make a lot of money. Is it? Can you talk about how much money you make, or give us a ballpark? Because I mean, I want to. I want the listeners to be like, "Wow, is this even possible?" <laughs> well, 
um, I don't make that much money because all the money I make goes back into the business. Smart man. Um, yep. right. You hear that right. IRS? So you hear there's, that? There's no, <laughs> there's, no <laughs> there's no way for me to have grown so fast so quickly if I took that money and, you know, bought nice cars and bought homes. Um, my wife does get upset at me when I tell her, like, you know, I have, you know, $70,000 a month worth of expenses, you know. Um, she, she, she gets worried because it is a lot of expense. And um, so I, I don't make a lot of money at the moment. In the future, I hope I can uh, enjoy the fruits of my success. Oh, you're setting the foundation right now. There you go. Yeah, definitely, yeah. But, I mean, Dave Ramsey would be mad at you because, you know, all the expenses. But, <laughs> yeah, screw Dave Ramsey. Uh, <laughs> but, but, yeah. but um, at, a, at a high level, um, I should net maybe 20 to 25% premium on on what I would have paid long-term rent, net my expenses. So maybe I make $250 per unit per month net, and you can multiply that by, you know, 50 units. 250 times 50? Yeah. Oh, he, he's doing his math. He didn't even pull yeah. out the calculator. He wants to do it on the <laughs> Hey, pull your calculator, Micah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's good, though. Um, I personally... Yeah. So, Go ahead. Yeah, I do. I, I have my, my... In my business, it's not just me, you know, so I do have salaries that I pay for. So um, it's not... Uh, if, somebody, it's a, if it's a one-man shop, if somebody is starting off or something, they might be getting premiums of 50% more, you know. But I have a handful of VAs, a, lot, a couple of assistants in Chicago. I have 12 cleaners, you know. I have I have a pretty um, big operations that I have to be paying people for. So mm-hmm. um, that's why my premium is not as much as what other people would get. See, but still, like, this actually brings up a good point. You said you're netting 250 off of 49 units. So right. that's reason why me and him were actually – some guy – told some other lady in one of our little forum posts that $500 net wasn't good money. And I was I like, that's, that. that's great money. I said, if you can, <laughs> right. I just said, you just need to go get more units. And the guy's like, no, exactly. that's not good. I'm like, okay, man, that's good money. <laughs> so, you know, and he's telling you, hey, I'm making half of that. And I just got 49 right. units, you know, so keep on striving. I tell people, if you can make 500 and up off one arbitrage, go for it. Definitely. So has, has this allowed you to quit your corporate job? Yeah, I've been doing this full time. Yeah, this since January first, left the last day of the year. Um, I was working part time for six months, and then finally, I took the leap, and I've been doing this full time now. That's good, man. Sweet. Because yeah, when as soon as I get home, I'm about to go readjust some calendars on that <laughs> minimum four night stay of twenty days out. That's pretty cool. That was pretty That's cool. Genius, right there. Yeah. That's genius. Yeah, um, you, you could do it to any um, day amount, five days, 10 days, 20 days, you know, um, minimum. If you want 30 days, 30 days out, you could put a minimum of 30 days, days, you know. And you set this and up then, through pi- price labs? Price labs, yeah. Beyond Highly Pricing doesn't them. offer this. They're getting fired tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Beyond Pricing takes 1%. I know. But, but from my understanding, Micah, you have a huge volume of Airbnbs. So I don't know if that per listing per month would be good for you. 
yeah. because of the amount of Airbnbs you have. So, that, that was the thing with the even 10 yeah. bucks a month. I was like, oh, crap, you know, that, yeah, that yeah. my chunk goes up. So, yeah, the percentage right. thing does work for me at the moment. It's perfect right. for me. It's but perfect not for a me. lot of, yeah. Not a lot of people are like you though, Micah. You don't they don't have that <laughs> many, you know, so Yeah. They don't got that swag. <laughs> um what um another question. I I'm always curious about like entrepreneurs that take the leap out of the corporate world. What do you do about insurance? Mm, good question. So yeah, I find that out that my wife got a job at the same company that I worked at <laughs> right before um I left. So now she is working and she has insurance. And I'm under her insurance, and my kids are under her insurance as well. Oh, that's perfect, man. Yeah. Doing it like it, I was it doing is, it. <laughs> Right. Yeah, see, and like, has your wife ever decided, like, hey, she eventually wants to get out the corporate world too? Or Yeah, we talk about it sometimes. Like, um, I tell her that it's good for her, you know, to have, like, a nice routine every day. Um, you shouldn't think of it like how I thought of it on how to try to get, um, keep on increasing my my salary every year, try to get promotions, like do that. I said, you know, make it a lifestyle thing where you just, you keep your routine. You'd be happy at where you're working. You know, you work from home whenever you want. You come home sometimes at 3.30 PM to take care of the kids, things like that. So um, I think, I think it's good for her um, to continue that corporate job. She likes it. And that's all that matters. See, see, Syed's real soft spoken, right? But he's like a master negotiator. He just con- he convinced me I want to I want to work at a corporate job <laughs> just right now. Like, that sounds great. <laughs> Do I get lunch breaks too? Those oh cool lunch breaks. No. <laughs> yeah, but being an entrepreneur, you are working from the, the second you open your eyes in the morning. You're, you're looking at your phone to a hundred notifications till till um, when your family goes to sleep at ten o'clock, eleven o'clock. You're working till like three a.m. So that's something that I didn't expect really? at first. I, I love I love the freedom, but now it's like um, it is draining. But I'm looking to create systems, bring people on board to help me um, manage the operations of the business to allow me to you know not get burned out. Where are you getting your VAs from? I use onlinejobs.ph. Yeah, me too. That's the way to go, man. Yeah, yeah. So like this this last time around. Show notes. Um, I go ahead. Oh, we're gonna put the show notes. Okay, nice. Um, so this last time around, um, I'm looking to ha- bring on five more VAs full time. Um, I pay them about six dollars an hour, um, which is premium to what other VAs get paid. But I expect higher quality VAs, and I expect them to um, be dedicated to me and not do like other work at the same time. Obviously, I can't control that, but um, I try to do my best. But I'm looking to onboard five of them. So um, the process was through going through 300 applicants. And, uh, you know, after reading all the applicants, we sent questions to 100 of them. After sending questions to 100 of them, we had interviews with 30 of them. And then we told 10 of them that we're going to have one month paid probation period where I'm going to pay you, um, you know, a part-time salary of $100 a month. And you're going to do part-time work on your own time. And I'll be giving you a handful of projects. And I will be reviewing your results with you. And um, my goal based off this is to minimize a 10 to 5. And cut off the people that, you know, can't communicate properly, can't, can't tell me um, their ideas. They don't do the work right. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to 
find the best candidates from doing this. Yo, train me on your process. <laughs> I need your process. That, that, that process was legit dope CEO-level yeah, type work right is, there. Yeah. It, 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 cost, it costs money, obviously, because you're paying so many people, but you could start cutting them off. Um, immediately after a week, if you're not yeah. liking the way that they're doing, you know, a lot of a lot of them were scatterbrains. Where I was, they I hired them for a finance position, and they started talking to me about SEO in the middle of like after a couple of days. I'm like, what is this guy talking about? You know, um, <laughs> um, like cut them off. So, but so far out of the ten, three are super duper strong. Where I'm super excited to bring them on board um, to help me with all sorts of things from. Um, the finance aspect of it, like I, I want to know every month exactly how much money I'm making, you know, um, because a lot of things that I'm doing is like, uh, you know, I have I just got to get control of my business. It, it, grew, it grew too fast too soon where I need somebody dedicated to help me understand the finances. And um, with this hire, I am hoping that I'll be able to do that. I've already see, seen some of his work and it's like super promising. So I'm very excited for him. Man, like, so when you say, because I'm happy you brought up growing too too big, too fast, because I kind of ran into that situation. Um, what did you learn from that? Like, you grew too big, too fast. What, are, what yeah. were the downfalls of that? Um, definitely quality of the Airbnbs and cleaning has significantly decreased as I've been growing. Um, I now need to get a, like, a supervisor system in place where... After the cleaner is complete, I need somebody to just hop in to, like, give it a thumbs up. And I think I have the volume to be able to do that now. Um, so that's in place right now. Um, so quality of clean is, like, the biggest one. And um, number two is understanding the finances of it. Like, um, there's so many bills coming in. And um, you have, like, you know, 49 com- comed or, sorry, electric bills. And you have 49 gas bills and you have 49 internet bills and you have like 35 rents and there's so much money coming out and I have to set it to auto pay. I don't even know how much they're charging. I need to get down to understanding the finances. And the thing is I'm coming from finance. So, you know, my wife gets mad at me. It's like, you don't even understand your business (laughs) and and you have a finance degree. So it's just, I don't have time, you know, um, I'm worrying about all this other stuff. And, you know, growing to so many units, like, the biggest problem that I have is, like, unhappy guests. They're, I've been dealing with, um, a lot, like, almost on a daily basis, like, somebody's unhappy about something. And I have just realized that's just the nature, human nature. People are, some people are always going to be unhappy. It's nothing you could do. And, you know, sometimes I read on, like, the, the Facebook groups on this person gave somebody a four-star and how upset they are. And yeah, man. It's just it's just, it's just funny to me. Yeah, when you got forty nine you know. units, man, four star becomes yeah. normal to you. You're like four yeah. stars. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. I heard some. I heard some exactly. really cool. It was it was from Grant Cardone. You know Grant Cardone, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and 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 he and they were talking about I, I, something came up with like haters and stuff like that. And, and then Grant Cardone, he's a, he's he's funny. He's funny as hell. He's a genius too. He goes he goes, yeah, he goes look at this. He goes look at this. He goes. If I could get half the country to hate me, then I can be president of the United States of America. <laughs> that, was some, that was some real talk, man. 
<laughs> you know? So screw the haters. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's like a badge of honor if you start getting big enough to where people aren't, you know, people are complaining or this or that or, or hating on you. I mean, that just means that you're being, you're right. getting more and more successful. And that, like you said, right. the people on those groups are just so, oh my God, I got a four star and I treated him so well. Right. And, and like, are you serious? Right. Screw them. <laughs> For you know, real. Exactly. <laughs> Worry about the dollars, not the stars. Shit. Hey, that's exactly. A, that's a, I agree, hundred percent. Quote that. Quote that. About the dollars, not the stars. There you go. People in that group get mad at you if you say something like that. They'll be like, "No, it's hospitality." You're like, all right, hospitality. Oh my god. Hey, but so you said you were having some troubles with the cleaners and people popping in. I have a question. Have you onboarded your cleaners to Turnover B and B or hired any from Turnover B and B? Sorry, repeat the question. Uh, you said you what? needed you needed someone to pop in after your cleaners. So right, right. have you ever looked at turnover B and B? Um tell me about that. I feel like I have um, it, it's pretty much at that. uh it's the Airbnb for cleaners. So let's say uh, you hire a cleaner, you can hire a cleaner with five stars, four stars, and then oh, and then they're rated off their cleaning, so then you can just fire them if they have a low rating. You know what I mean? Oh, interesting. No, I haven't um, seen that one. And I will look into that, definitely. I've yeah. seen um, the other softwares out there. Um, like I heard, um, I think it's called Properly, uh-huh. I believe, um, where they it has you like take pictures yeah. of each and every single thing after they clean it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought about doing that, but it's just the cost to get that in all my units. It'll it'll be a lot, and then training all the twelve cleaners, and some of them don't speak English that well, or like have their phone on them. So, oh, um, I just yeah, so I I ended up deciding not to do that. So, I think I think a manual effort of somebody going going to check up on them after is good because um, I could always have them do extra things that other cleaners don't have time to worry about. Like, hey, if like um, like the the Roku remote doesn't have batteries anymore. Mm-hmm. or the somebody logged off Netflix to log back in or fix the Wi-Fi. You know, a lot of the cleaners, they don't have time to sit there trying to figure that out because they want to clean the place and get to the next unit, you know. Um, let me, so, uh, so let me, let me yeah. kind of tell you what I did. Uh, I was kind of yeah. having that situation. Um, what I yeah. did was I got on Turnover B&B, and I found mm-hmm. a five-star cleaner. And what I did was I was like, look, can you commit yourself to me? And I'll give you more and more units. And she was like, nice. okay, cool. So she just committed. And I think you have enough units to do it in one area where you have yeah. 49 units. You say, hey, if you commit yourself to me, you know, start your own cleaning company, whatever you have to do. If you could cater to me, I'll give you more units. And then we can actually take our business outside of turnover B&B so neither one of us are getting charged the fees and you just work for me. Right. And then I, th- yeah, I think that would be a lifesaver for you, man. Right, I'm gonna check turnover B and B out. That that sounds awesome to me to be able to see like um, ha- having like cleaners that have some reviews out there, you know. Because yeah. I probably can offer the, these cleaners much more than anybody else could offer around that area. Exactly. So, so yeah, that that's a very good idea. Now, now you being from business and finance, I'm I'm pretty sure you've heard of the eighty twenty rule. Yeah. I always talk about that. Okay, and have you? Ex- yeah. Okay, real quick. I guess the overview would be: you know, 
uh, 80-20 rule being like 80% of your units are producing 20% of the income and 20% are producing 80% or vice versa, whatever. So that means yep. that, you, you know, in every business you got produ- you got things that are making you money, things that are taking money, whatever. Have you have you right. experienced, I'm doing 50, almost 50 units, have you experienced uh, something similar to the 80-20? Yeah, I have experienced that significantly when I talked about moving from the property management business to the um, lease arbitrage business where um, there was that one client that gave me a handful of units, um, but I was spending 80% of my time dealing with those units and dealing with her. And I realized I need to fire this client or else I will never be able to grow my business. And I realized, you know, the property management aspect just takes too much time and I could grow much faster and easier doing the lease arbitrage. So I have experienced it in that sense and i'm sure if i yeah that's that's basically what i wanted to say wow wow man that that that's that's great i mean it's um the firing process is just as important as the hiring process right yeah so now at one point i might might have had 10 10 clients and then now i have reduced it down to 3 only and these 3 people are people who are easy to work with and they are making high revenues on their Airbnbs. So it allows me to, you know, make me interested in making my, like, you know, 20, 25% commission on their place. So there's an example of my one client who has a, a apartment in downtown Chicago, like in a 10 out of 10 neighborhood. Um, his his rents from a long-term rental perspective would be $5,000 per month beautiful unit you know um it's called fulton it's in fulton market um with all of these high-end restaurants on yelp where it's like you know four dollar signs and in the month of june he made seventeen thousand dollars in one month off his plate and i was in shock you know seventeen thousand dollars is such a large amount of money for just one month's worth of you know airbnbs wow wow Wow, so people are going to start coming to you now, right? Saying, "Hey, you're the Airbnb <laughs> guy. Come do my do do my units." You know, is that, are they? Is that uh, starting yeah. to happen? Yeah, um, I do get that, but I'm very selective on who I want to do it with. Like I said, I don't want to get in with a bad partner because um, you, you're you're almost partnering up with them, and you're going to be reporting them on a monthly basis. So they have to match your style of how you're going to manage your business. Some people are not motivated by money; they're motivated by you know, preserving the property in like the best way possible, you know, and um, sometimes that doesn't match with how I want to run the business. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You got to get good partners. Um, so you, and so you, you kind of, you kind of um, scared me a little bit. I'm bringing it back to me again. Um, <laughs> so, well, cause I have, I have friends at work and, and so they call me, Oh, he's the Airbnb guy. Cause he, they, you know, they've heard of, of you know, because, you know, you, you cross Facebook pages with people at work, then, you know, word spreads. Oh, right. you have a podcast. You do, you know, Airbnb. They always asking me questions. People are always so interested in it, but always afraid to, you know, make that leap. You know, a lot of the most, right. most people are. 90% of them are afraid to actually do it. Right. But yeah, um, I would say I, more than 95. Yeah. 90, exactly. <laughs> and those right. that do it only do it for like a few months. It's like, ah, screw this. And so, um, right. but, but like I have a buddy and 
at work he's like, he's got a spot in Irving which is right by DFW airport and he and he's and he's bought a house and he's like got a three bedrooms that he wants to rent out out of the house that he that he ain't using and he works like he works two jobs whatever he he's never hardly there so he's going to he's kind of kind of wanting me to help him set it up and and manage it for him so but I'm kind of scared is it worth it I mean do you charge the 20% is it worth it for the 20% I don't know I mean Michael says yes of uh, course <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so if it if it was like his whole his whole house, then I would say it is worth it. But doing like the three room private rooms, I don't think it's worth it. And but and also for me, um, the 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 friend and business partner relationship. Like if you if you're willing to like let that go, then um, go ahead and do it. Um, I prefer keeping my friends separate because I don't want any issues. I always hear situations where. You know, friends don't are not friends anymore because of getting into business situations. Whoa, that, that's Damn. I'm happy you said that, man. That's a deep one right there. There's <laughs> some big business owners looking at this like, eh, yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, you, that, that's true. You have to let that friendship relationship go. Yeah, I had right. to fire a cousin for doing some crappy um, hardwood floors in my units, man. <laughs> screwed me over but out of some yeah, money. You, 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 yeah, you could definitely help him out and set him up and let him know that, like, hey, it's not it's not going to be that much work if it's just your one place. Um, and I could give you some ideas on it and, you know, you, you won't make money on it, but you could help him out, you know. And if you don't want to manage it, I'll do it for I 20%. might throw him at you because this is my buddy Sammy, <laughs> yeah, exactly. my African buddy, older guy. The thing is, he asks, he's always asking so many questions and I think, oh, man, he'd wear me out. Tell him to hit my line. <laughs> 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 Tell him, like, Micah don't play, though. You ask too many questions, man. He, yeah, no, don't worry no, about it. <laughs> 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 no, for 20%, I'll, I'll take, I'll, I'll run him up. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, what's the name of your business, by the way? It's Hostly. Hostly? No, H-O-S-T-L-Y, Hostly. Oh. So my, my website is hostlybnb.com. Hostlybnb.com. We're definitely going to look it up, man. Yeah, we'll definitely be sending some people over there to get your services if you're still offering them. Yeah, definitely. And we'll be we'll be um, going to Chicago and trying out that pizza challenge on our, uh, you know. We'll, we'll hit you up when we go. How about that? Sounds good. <laughs> Give me a call when you're done here. That's awesome. That'll be awesome. And, um, yeah, man, so where do you want to go with this? What do you, what do you want this business to be? How big? I mean, what's what's your goals? Um, I want it to become as big as possible. You know, I don't, I don't have a dollar amount or anything. It's, it's almost like I like the game of it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just a player in the game, and I want to see how big I could get it. Um, there's not like a certain dollar amount that makes me happy, a certain unit amount that makes me happy. Um, I see these news articles come out with like these big companies like um, Sonder, who raise hundreds, like maybe I think like the valuation was like in the hundred million dollars for for Sonder. Um, and I want to do something like that maybe one day, you know, who knows? And you're, you're headed in the right direction, man. Definitely. <laughs> you're very inspiring. You inspire me to get off my ass and do more in this. <laughs> you know, Micah always <laughs> inspires me because he has so many units and he's, and he's kicking ass. But, man, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is legit. I mean, especially the systems. That's, that's to me, I, I, that's the hardest. I'm, I'm so unorganized. I'm an unorganized dude. And But I just, I just man, if I... Maybe you can write some kind of, you know, uh, say like a like a guidebook or something for people how to set up systems. That would that would be helpful. That would yeah. be great. Because he definitely yeah. helped me with mine. 
<laughs> yeah, he's been. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Michael's been taking notes feverishly over here. <laughs> I'm over here doodling, but he's taking notes like crazy. Um, <laughs> well, so where can people uh, reach you, man? Yeah, you could. Um, you could go to my website. Again, it's www.hostlybnb.com. Mm-hmm. It's h o s t l y b n b dot com, and uh, my phone number's on there, and my email's on there as well. You can contact me through that. Awesome, man! Sounds sounds awesome. Hey, uh, any more questions for our amazing guest, Sayed? Anything else, man? You got me with a whole page full of notes, so I'm good, <laughs> man. I'm, I'm Michael's got homework tonight. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Straight schooling. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for hopping on with us, man. And uh, yeah, you've been you've really opened our eyes to a lot of things. We really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Appreciate thanks it, for guys. coming on. Thanks man. for having me. Yeah, right. thanks for having me. Well, take take care. Take care. All right, later. Peace. Bye. Hey, man that that was a hell of an episode, dude. Dude <laughs> dropped some gems, man. I'm, like, but he 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 really knows this stuff. Like, he was the one who, when I first started doing my art, when I first left the corporate world. He was actually one of the first people I ran into, and he started talking about uh, how to do key exchanges. And once I, he actually helped me automate my Airbnbs in Dallas. So he is the truth. So if you go to Hostly BNB, check this dude out. He is the truth. Syed Latif. Syed Latif, straight that- out of that shy town. <laughs> shy town. <laughs> so man, this is this has been a great episode. I, I hope y'all enjoyed it, and um, it's good. I mean, see, with us. It's good, you know. We do the we we get into the the you know the what are they called the nuts and the brass or nuts see, and the bolts I, nuts and the bolts <laughs> and the the gold and the brass. I don't know whatever. I just make things up. But um and then you know some episodes we really dig deep. Other episodes you and I just you know go go through our experiences and and what we're learning and stuff like that. And and we're all over the map. And so and so what. <laughs> I want to bring it up on the next episode for sure. So listen to the next one for sure. Definitely. And after you listen to this one like five times, um, <laughs> but. But I looked at the I looked at our um at our um uh, iTunes, you know, yeah. iTunes page and, and you know, you can see, you know, reviews or whatever. I hadn't looked at it in a few days, but I looked at it the other day and I was like Wow, someone gave us a two star review. What's up with that? You know, so because we've got all five star reviews, and I'm like a two star. Ooh, you know, I got that little um, that little twinge, that little Airbnb twinge, and someone gives you a bad review. And but I was like, well, you know, it, and like I said, we're out of the, all over the map, and something maybe they hopped on an episode where you and I are just cutting up, drinking rum, and talking about you know prostitution. <laughs> and I'm like, I can understand that. Maybe they didn't give us a fair shot, but but. <laughs> Like I said, you know, soccer mom driving. Oh my gosh, what is this? This is an Airbnb at all, you know? Not that all soccer moms are innocent. Some, you know, got the, the, the tramp, tramp stamps going on, and I don't know where I'm going with this. It's rum time, and um, thank you all for listening. To yeah, Jerome, he didn't bring that one back, man. <laughs> Y'all know where to find us, LiveLiveDrive.com. Um, hit us up, call us up, uh, LiveLiveDrive at gmail.com. Yeah. Thanks for being the fans, and thanks for sticking in there. We're going to pump these shows out more and more. By the way, we got two heavy hitters coming to the show. Just wait. We got two heavy hit, two more heavy hitters. Syed, Syed was one. We got two more, so definitely tune in. Sweet. All right. Live that drive out. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.